From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike De Niro. We have a really stacked show for this Friday morning. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Thank you so much for following the podcast. Thank you for downloading the podcast. We have so many fans from all over the world, from the Philippines to the UK to India to Ireland to Canada, Mexico, everywhere, everywhere. We're doing it big here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you so much for everybody who follows along, downloads the podcast, rates, reviews, all that good shit. Thank you for following along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. We have a stack, stack show, like I said, for you guys today. So I don't want to waste too much time, but just so you know, we're going to be going into the news and notes. We're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling on Access TV from last night. We're going to be talking about ECW Hardcore TV when we go back in time in the Wrestling DeLorean. And we're going to tell you everything that you need to know leading up for this weekend of wrestling from SmackDown to tomorrow's AEW on Saturday night. So without further ado, let's get into this Super Stack show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, June 25th. Good to be back here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, this special Friday episode. Don't really want to waste too much time with the chit-chat, so let's get into the news and notes. Matt Hardy said on his Twitch stream that he would love to retire in AEW, but not only retire in AEW, he wants to retire and go out with his partner, his brother, his confidant, his compadre, Jeff Hardy. He wants Jeff Hardy in AEW, and he wants to end his career as the Hardy Boys and not one of the many characters of Matt Hardy. He doesn't want to be Broken Matt, doesn't want to be Big Money Matt. He wants to be the regular Hardy Boys, and that's how he wants to go out. And that will be very apropos. You know, the Hardy Boys came in as a team. He wants to go out as a team. I know that Jeff Hardy had his chance to leave the WWE, but ended up resigning with WWE. I think that he's locked in for the next three to five years. Whether Matt Hardy waits that long, or if Jeff does get away to the... If he's released, I mean... Right now, there's a lot of start-stop pushing with Jeff Hardy. And then, recently, Jeff Hardy was on main event. Like, dude, this is Jeff freaking Hardy. The guy was a freaking champion. He's a megastar. You don't treat Jeff Hardy like that. And I think that Jeff Hardy knows that he's probably not long for this world of WWE during this run. So, I could see Jeff Hardy being released by one of these quote-unquote budget cuts. And I could see him joining AEW and joining his brother because why not? Like... That would be a really cool thing to see. AEW has such a stacked tag team division. So if you have the the 
legendary Hardy Boys added to that stacked division. Think about how many different matches we could get. We could get the Hardys versus the Bucks, the Hardys versus Santana and Ortiz, the Hardys versus Private Party, the Hardys versus Top Flight, the Hardys versus Best Friends, the Hardys versus FTR, the Hardys versus... Yo, this the list goes on and on and on of intriguing matches that I would like to see. So I think that that would be awesome. And I think, like I said, it would be really cool to see them go out as a tag team. WWE will be returning to Madison Square Garden in New York City, the Mecca, the home, September 10th. And I am excited to see the WWE return home for their Madison Square Garden show. But the conspiracy theorist in me has something to say about that. So everyone put on your tinfoil hats because I think the only reason why they decide to come back on September 10th is because that upcoming Wednesday, September 13th, WWE will have their main competitor, AEW, inside the tri-state area. So I think that maybe this is to disrupt the ticket sales of AEW in Newark. Maybe this is to disrupt the ticket sales in AEW in Queens the following week. I don't know. It wouldn't be the first time WWE did some petty shit like that. So I think that maybe, you know, there's a strong possibility that this is to combat the ticket sales of AEW being that they are trying to get a huge crowd, one of the biggest crowds for a regular TV show on that AEW Dynamite for the New York show in Queens the following Wednesday. And right now, there's no you know indications to show that AEW will not be able to sell that out. So I think the WWE is trying to do a little you know defensive work here. But that's just a conspiracy theorist in me. Massive Square Garden, so much history in the MSG. What can I say? It is the mecca of sports. It is the mecca of all of entertainment. If you make it in Massive Square Garden, you make it anywhere because MSG is the real proving ground. And this is also the home to WWE. So I don't want to be like, oh, they're only coming to the Garden because of AEW. Because that, that probably is bullshit, which you know, kind of negates everything that I just said. But this... The, the fact of the matter is, is I, I just want to know why that day, you know what I mean? WWE's going back on tour. Why did they choose that day to go back to Madison Square Garden? We don't know. But excited to see WWE back with crowds. It's really cool to see crowds back in general. And speaking of crowds, we are... Gearing up for crowds to return, but not just for MLW, not just for ROH, not just for AEW, not just for WWE and Ring of Honor. Crowds, for the first time ever, will be introduced to New Japan Strong. It is announced that Monday, August 16th, will be the first matches ever with a live crowd for New Japan Strong. Their new, I'm about to say New York, their uh, New Japan Strong, their US show. They are going to have Fighting Spirit Unleashed in 2021, where it will be New Japan and a lot of uh, Gaijins wrestling in the United States, which is funny because that would basically mean the Japanese wrestlers are the real Gaijins. But, so New Japan looks to continue to push their product into the United States, which I think would only be beneficial and make their product really good because when they had the Elite, it really looked like New Japan was gearing up to be a United States show. If you want to think about, like, people like to give AEW, they like to give all in the credit for what created AEW. But if you really think about it, before there was all in, 
New Japan Pro Wrestling was really the ones who was putting these elite members, Cody, Kenny, Omega, uh, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, they were putting them on national TV in front of large audiences before there was an all-in. So, New Japan, their move to the United States that they tried a couple years ago with their all with their uh, access TV specials, that could be a part of what created AEW because they were the first ones to really introduce this. Like, not saying Ring of Honor and all these uh, companies didn't introduce them, but as the Bullet Club, as the elite, putting them on a major platform, on a major TV channel, that was New Japan Pro Wrestling. It wasn't Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was on syndication, and if you were lucky to get it in your, you know, territory, then you maybe got to see it. But when you have big-ass shows in the Cow Palace with Kenny Omega versus Cody, that's that's New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, really cool to see them trying to continue to build a U.S. market here in, what's it called, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, I, I would really like to see them continue to grow. There's so many different options now and I think that's the lovely part of today's wrestling I was just recently asked what what makes today's wrestling better than ever before and I honestly think it's because of all the options that people have you know it's never been this easy to watch wrestling back in the day even you only had a couple options because even in the territory days if you wasn't lucky enough to get that territory in your network tv you're not going to be able to see it Nowadays, we have access to everything. We have access to MLW. We have access to Ring of Honor. We have access to New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have access to AEW, WWE. We have access to Impact Wrestling. You could watch whatever you want to watch at any given time because of the internet. So, I think the internet is really what is making this a renaissance boom period for the wrestling industry. And I would like to see it continue and I think it's only going to grow even bigger now that crowds are returning for every company. We're going to have the crowd on uh, July 10th for MLW in Philadelphia. Excited for that. AEW returns to crowds very, very shortly. WWE, the same thing. Impact Wrestling is going to have a crowd at Slammiversary on the 17th. Now, New Japan Strong is announcing that they're going to have a crowd August 10th. Of course, Ring of Honor is going to have the best in the world pay-per-view with a crowd. So... The pandemic is not over yet, but we have signs of hope as people start to go back to the normal lives and people start going back to these venues. And best believe your boy will be a part of that because I will be going to many shows this summer, this upcoming, you know, fall period. I'm going to be going to as many shows that I can and really pushing the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So... When we come back, we're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling on Access TV last night. Very good show. And then after that, we'll be going back in time to late July 1997 for ECW Hardcore TV. A lot happened on this episode. So strap in your car seats. Come along for the ride for the Wrestling Delorean Podcast. We're about to have a hell of a show. We'll be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. 
starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court and Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, we had yet again another wonderful episode of Impact Wrestling on Access TV. We have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of newsworthy shit going down in Impact Wrestling. And I got to say, Impact Wrestling been really, really hot lately. So I really am excited to see where this company goes in the next coming months. And you got to give credit where credit is due. Of course, everybody's busting their ass in Impact Wrestling, and I don't want to take away from the homegrown stars of Impact. I don't want to take away from the Sammy Callahans and the Mooses and the Eddie Edwards and and the Deanna Perazus. But honestly, Impact Wrestling has been really, really hot because of Kenny by God Omega. And I am very, you know, excited to say that because... I love what's going on with Kenny Omega. I love what's going on with the Impact World Champion. I love what's going on with the whole storyline with Don Callis and the Elite and everybody trying to get the belt back. I think that's making the stories really, really hot. But we're going to talk all about that right now. Let's get into the show. Some newsworthy stuff that happened on this show. It is announced that Tommy Dreamer is now going to be a consultant for Impact Wrestling on air. And keyword there is on air. He's been a consultant for Impact Wrestling for quite a while now. I think he helps with the booking, and he he, he dropped everything. You know what I mean? He dropped his uh, House of Hardcore to come here to Impact Wrestling. So it's 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 only right. You know what I mean? It's only right to give this man the top spot. But it's really cool as Tommy Dreamer's wrestling career starts to wind down to have him a part of Impact Wrestling in this role because Tommy Dreamer belongs in wrestling. Tommy Dreamer bleeds the wrestling industry. So it's only right. I'm all cool with that. You know what I mean? We had a really stacked card here. We had Susan versus Deanna Perazu. Deanna Perazu picks up the victory here. We had Rosemary versus Kira Hogan. Two very good women's matches, I got to say. Rosemary picks up the victory. Kira Hogan is money. I can't wait to see her continue to rise through the ranks. I really think she's going to be a megastar in this industry. Next, we have, like I said, we have Tommy Dreamer. He's announced to be a consultant for here for Impact Wrestling. Don Callis and Tommy Dreamer have agreed to a big six-man tag match next week. It's going to be Team Dreamer, where he picks three men to go against the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. So Kenny Omega will be live in action on Impact Wrestling on Access TV next week. So that should be really, really good. 
and Sammy Callahan and Moose both want in on that team. They want to be a part of that match. They have a gripe with the Elite. They have a gripe with the Good Brothers and with Kenny Omega and, of course, with Don Callis. So next week, it will be, and it was officially announced, Eddie Edwards, Moose, and Sammy Callahan versus Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, and Kenny Omega, the Impact Wrestling World Champion. Really crazy to see Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards on the same team, being that there's a lot of history there. For those who don't know, you must have been living under a rock. But let's just say Sammy Callahan almost killed Eddie Edwards a few years back. Hit him in the face as hard as he can. Accidentally, quote, accidentally, with a baseball bat that totally shattered freaking Eddie Edwards' face. He destroyed his retina. His orbital bone was destroyed. And this was all over TMZ. It made, you know, Sammy Callahan look like the most dangerous wrestler in the world. And here, they're teaming up because of their bitter hatred for the elite. And let's not even get into the history between Moose and Edwards and Moose and Sammy. There's a lot of history on this team, a lot of bad blood on this team. But hey, my enemy's enemy is my friend, I guess, because they are all teaming up to go against the elite next week. But speaking of teams, Eddie Edwards teamed up with the Japanese legend, New Japan Pro Wrestling's own Satoshi Kojima. And they went against Violent by Design in the main event here. The team of Cody Diener and who I think is the real MVP of that team so far. Someone that I want to see a lot more from. Joe Doring. Who, by the way, I love his gimmick. Joe Doring is really a throwback to the Stan Hansons. He reminds me of... Uh, I don't want to say JBL. But that smash mouth Texan, you know, big ass guy, cowboy boots, and was just going to knock your fucking head off. That's Joe Doring. And I love it. But Joe Doring, he, he's, you know, and he's, he's really proven himself. Because Joe Doring picking up a victory on, Ko, on Kojima at the Against All Odds, that was huge. Even if there was interference, that's huge. And for Violent by Design to pick up the tag team victory on Kojima and Eddie Edwards, that's huge. That really gives a lot of a lot of uh clout to Violent by Design, who by the way right now has been tearing it up in impact. I don't know if this is the last time we see Kojima, but I do hope that we continue to see New Japan stars in Impact Wrestling. I hope we still see New Japan stars in AEW. This is just, you know, the wrestling world right now is so beautiful. And I, I talked about that in the last segment, but I really love to see this cross-pollination of stars. Having Kenny Omega from AEW on Impact and having Kojima from New Japan Pro Wrestling on Impact. It just shows, you know, the forbidden door hasn't just been opened. It was it was blown the F up and knocked down, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really excited to see where things go. But Violent by Design, once again... Pick up a huge victory here. They're still your tag team champions. Impact Wrestling has been so freaking consistent. Right now, Impact Wrestling and NXT are the most consistently good wrestling shows on TV. If you don't already, go out of your way. Thursdays, 8 o'clock Eastern, Access TV, Impact Wrestling. Next week, we have a huge show. We're talking huge. Huge. 
as of right now, Kenny Omega has only been seen wrestling in Impact Wrestling on pay-per-views and on Impact, Impact Plus specials. So to have him wrestling free on live TV against a team, a tangent like Moose, Callahan, and Edwards, you're going to want to go out of your way to check that match out. So please, 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 if you don't listen to me, if this is the only thing you listen to, just listen. Go out of your way and watch it. Oh, I don't know what that voice was, but just check it out. You know what I mean? You're going to enjoy it. It's good wrestling. Uh, yeah, so Impact Wrestling, I give this episode a three and three quarters out of five. Really good action. They're, they have a good melting pot going on of great action. They They are a buffet right now. You know, you got great women's wrestling. You have great men's wrestling. You have the crazy X Division style stuff. You have the comedy ha-ha stuff. You have the cinematic stuff. You have good shit going down in the land of Impact Wrestling. So please, once again, go out of your way. And if you don't already, like I said yesterday, we watch Impact Plus a lot to bring you content for this show. So make sure you go out of your way to download Impact Plus. I'm not getting paid by Impact Wrestling, by the way. This is because I truly believe in this product. Impact Plus is really, really special. You have all the video library of TNA and Impact Wrestling all in one place and location. How could you go wrong? You also have great documentaries. You have great indie wrestling. So check it out. Impact Wrestling, yeah. Impact Wrestling. Yo, they need to start cutting me a check. I, I, I talk about Impact more than I talk about any other promotion here. I, I have a freaking Tuesday show for Impact where I'm talking about their Asylum days. I got a Thursday show for Impact where I'm talking about, you know, the Impact uh, TNA Impact days from Spike TV. I talk about their Impact on Access TV every Friday. Yo, Impact. Ed. Ed Norholm. Cut a brother a check. I'm giving you out some publicity, boy. Anyway, nah. All jokes aside, really good episode of Impact. I, um... I want to talk a little bit about this partnership with AEW. I think there's been a lot of a lot of people saying that's one-sided, but guess what? I think that's doing wonders. I it's not bringing significantly huge ratings to Impact, but it really did put Impact in the runnings for a show that's talked about often. Impact Wrestling wasn't really getting talked about that too too much before AEW really came into the picture here. And I'm not, no disrespect to Impact, but they had amazing, consistent shows and people just weren't watching, which sucks. So to have a company like AEW involved in this, where AEW's on TNT, it's it's only right to cross-pollinate and it's only going to bring more fans and viewers. To be honest, you know, I think AEW could do more, but... Who's to say that they are not? Who's to say that we don't know the the plan? Who's to say that we don't know what is in store for this current storyline? This is it's been well documented that AEW is really into long term story building, and they've done it a lot. So who's to say we already know where this goes? Who's to say we don't see a big ass Impact Wrestling invasion on an episode of Dynamite? It could happen, people. And something that's been shown and proven is anything could happen in this new wrestling world. So, before we judge, let's see 
the whole picture before we have a opinion about a little smidget of the picture. You know what I mean? We'll be right back. Everybody strap in your car seat. We're going on a ride. The Wrestling DeLorean Podcast going back to 1997. Hardcore TV. We are on the road to Hardcore Heaven 97 and we are almost there, baby. If you're into ECW, you're going to want to stick around because we're talking about two episodes of Hardcore TV that are infamous and are really, really newsworthy going into the next ECW pay-per-view, Hardcore Heaven 97. Stick around, ladies and gentlemen. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Gentlemen, welcome to This Is Extreme, where we talk about ECW Hardcore TV, the original ECW, not that abomination from 2006 that the WWE brought back. If you are into the original ECW, if you are as extreme as the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, this is the show for you. So, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about ECW Hardcore TV from July 22nd, 1997. And ECW Hardcore TV from July 29th, 1997. We are on the road to Hardcore Heaven 97, the second ever pay-per-view from ECW. And there's a lot of craziness going on on this show. We, in the first episode, have a big cage match between 
Sabu, RVD, and Jerry the King Lawler versus Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, and a mystery partner who they have not announced. And let me just say there is a huge swerve in the end. So I'm excited. And back by popular demand, we also have the return of the Pulp Fiction promos. So let's stop talking and let's talk all about it here. ECW Hardcore Heaven, Hardcore Heaven 97, is going to be taking place real, real soon. August 17th, 1997. We are so close, and it's going to be one hell of a show. So far already announced, we have Sabu versus Sandman, first time ever. We have Tommy Dreamer versus Jerry the King Lawler. And Shane Douglas will be getting a world heavyweight title shot against Terry Funk. He wants the title. He wants to be back on top. Yo, it's going to be a stacked show. And we're going to talk all about it when it comes. We're going to have a special episode on Hardcore Heaven 97. This episode started with highlights of the cage match between the Dudley Boys and the Gangsters, which was a crazy, crazy matchup. In the end, though, the Dudley Boys fall victim to New Jack and Mustafa, and there is new tag team champions. It is the Gangsters, but it doesn't come without a price because New Jack blew his back out. And Mustafa was rushed to the hospital because of injuries during this matchup. So right now, it is announced that there will be a tag team title match at Hardcore Heaven 97. But we don't know who's going to be bringing those titles to the ring. Being that the Dudleys lost them. And the Gangsters are the champions but are unable to compete here. So we'll see what happens there. We're welcomed to the ECW Arena by Joey Styles and Rick Rude. This is a special episode from Heat Wave 97. Rick Rude is in the ring, and the Blue Meanie's in the crowd, and he's mocking Taz, which he must have a death wish if he's mocking Taz. But Taz doesn't come out here, but the Blue Meanie runs off. He's scared. Rick Rude says that he has a special announcement to make. He is officially ECW. He got a new contract, and he signed for two years, so he's going to be staying with ECW for quite a while here. We get a promo by Joel Gertner and the Dudley Boys. They are saying that it's only right that they bring the titles to Hardcore Heaven and they defend the titles, being that the gangsters can't compete. We get our first match of the night. We got John Cronus from the Eliminators. He goes against Pablo Marquez. And Marquez, he, he does pretty well. He gets a crowd pop. He has some really good moves here. He has some pretty good high-flying moves. But it's just not enough. It's not enough to compete against... One half of one of the best tag teams in ECW, John Crotus. Crotus picks up the victory here. Good, good match. Really fun here. Um, next, we got a recap of Jerry Lawler and Tommy Dreamer's feud. Then Shane Douglas hits the ring. And this is where shit really gets to, you know, it picks up here. Shane Douglas hits the ring. And he says, he has come. The time has come. He calls out Terry Funk. He wants his title shot tonight. He's not waiting to Hardcore Heaven 97. Terry Funk obliges. He comes out, and we have a big-ass brawl between Funkster and Shane Douglas. This is officially an ECW title match. There's just craziness going on. They brawl to the ring by ringside. They brawl to the crowd. They brawl all the way outside. They're throwing each other to production trucks. They're throwing each other to garage doors. Really insane stuff. But in the end... Due to interference from the triple threat, constant interference, to the point that the referee has no other decision, we actually got something that I never knew happened, and I never knew could happen, but we actually got a disqualification in ECW. I never thought I'd be talking about a disqualification in ECW. The land of extreme. 
the Wild Wild West. There was a disqualification. The referee gave the triple threat numerous, numerous, numerous times to get out the ring. He he gave him warnings. Doesn't happen. They continue to jump Terry Funk. There was even a point in the match where Francine jumps down Terry Funk's back and tries to bite his ear off a la Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. It was just too much. So it is announced that the match will be a rematch at Hardcore Heaven 97. But this match was thrown out. Next we have the big... Big, big main event cage match between Sabu, RVD, and Jerry Lawler. They go against Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and a mystery partner. Jerry Lawler gets on the mic and says that they don't have a partner. Rick Rude then gets on the mic from the commentary table, and he says that he is the third man. He's going to return to the ring. Rick Rude at this time was retired. He suffered from a neck and back injury in a match in WCW against Sting and had to retire early, unfortunately. But he says that he believes in ECW so much that he's going to shut up Jerry Lawler. He comes to the ring. He wants to be a part of this matchup. He gets in the ring. All three men stare down. The other three men, six men, are about to go to war. And as the bell rings, Rick Rude turns around and he nails Tommy Dreamer with the clothesline. It was a setup. It was a swerve. We have been hoodwinked. We have been bamboozled. We have been led to stray. This was a big-ass swerve. Rick Rude has joined the WWE Invaders against ECW, and this just leads to an all-out melee. We have an absolute decimation of Tommy Dreamer and of the Sandman as Jerry Lawler, RVD, and Sabu lock themselves inside the cage with them and destroy them three on two. As Rick Rude's leaving the cage, though, he takes Beulah McGillicuddy and he throws her into the cage and she is busted up, bloodied up, and just battered here. And if you remember, he got really hot about uh, Louis Bacoli putting his hands on Beulah, but here he is busting her up. So, we go off the air with all the melee. They said that to see the ending of what happens here, tune in next week. We usually would, because we usually only talk about one episode of Hardcore TV. But, our curiosity is just too strong here. We had to talk about another episode of ECW Hardcore TV. So, let's move on to July 29th. By the way, that last episode was phenomenal. I'm giving it a strong 4.5 out of 5 craziness we got an ecw title match we have crazy storylines and swerves and just insane shit known that the only known for ecw here ecw hardcore tv july 29th we are seeing the ending of what goes down and it gets even crazier we had terry funk he goes after rick rude he is then ambushed in the ring the triple threat come out and they attack funk absolute anarchy is breaking out here Taz is here. He comes out. He joins the melee. He tries to fight for ECW's pride on their behalf. But the odds are just too much. RVD and Sabu bail when Taz gets in the ring. But Taz then chokes out the king. But then the triple threat attack Taz. And Sabu and Robin Dam return and attack Taz. So we had the triple threat. RVD, Sabu, Jerry Lawler. All destroying Team ECW here. Insane. In the end... Chris Candido puts on the Taz mission on Taz as they throw beer all over Taz and humiliate him. Candido doesn't let go of the Taz mission until Taz is knocked out and Taz is furious. Taz was already pissed off and miserable, but now he has a reason to want to kill everybody in ECW. That was the ending of that craziness at Hardcore at Heat Wave 97. We are now in Buffalo, New York. Rick Rude comes out. 
He tells he calls the crowd sweat hogs. He goes off in the crowd like the typical heel Rick Rude. The crowd is all over him. They're they're calling him words that we cannot say on here. And trust me, I say everything, but words that we cannot say, they're calling Rick Rude here. Franchise then comes out. Triple Threat is here. They uh they are with Rick Rude. They give Rick Rude the triple threat handshake. They are here. They said that uh Francine slept with Rick Rude to have him join and turn here. So craziness is going on here in ECW. Backstage, we have a battered Tommy Dreamer bloodied up going to a battered bloodied up uh, Beulah McGillicuddy. We have Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney trying to help Tommy Dreamer. And then we got a beat up Taz come in. He tells Tommy Dreamer, you want it, you got it. I'm going to be your partner. We're going to take out these motherfuckers, brother. First match of the night, we got Bill Wild or Wild Bill versus Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam says that he's missed the Monday night. And being that this is a weekend on, and to watch this, you have to stay up all night to watch this. He says, not worth me wrestling here. You guys can't pay for me wrestling here. So, in fact, Sabu will be wrestling Wild Bill. And Sabu absolutely destroys Wild Bill on this show. Hits him with huge leg drops. Hits him with a huge Arabian face buster. Wild Bill doesn't stand a chance against the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, death-defying Sabu. Which, by the way, talking about Sabu, once again, I want to say rest in peace, Melissa Coates. Rest in peace, Super Genie. But yeah, Sabu picks up the victory against uh, Wild Bill, which leads to RVD and Sabu continuing to jump Wild Bill afterwards. After this, we have highlights from the Buffalo show. We get scenes of all the matches that took place in Buffalo here. And then we got the return of the Pulp Fiction promos. So let's end this show right. Hit the music, motherfucker. Back by popular demand. The Pulp Fiction promos are back here on ECW Hardcore TV. RVD and Sabu, they're cutting a promo. They destroyed everyone in ECW. They said what's left. RVD and Sabu talk about the Sandman. And they talk about how the same man is probably diseased due to all the drugs that he does. They tell Sabu, be careful. Not because he's going to win, but he might give you a disease. Chris Candido cuts a hell of a promo here talking about how he was not even invited or had a match on ECW's very first pay-per-view. He talks about how he is going to choke out Taz. Taz walks around acting like he's the baddest son of a bitch in the land, but he's not. He tapped out. He said he choked out, and he's just like everybody else. Taz felt like he was untouchable. Well, guess what? Candido put hands on him, and he was touched. It is officially announced at ECW Hardcore Heaven 97. No gimmicks needed. Chris Candido versus the human suplex machine Taz in a submission match. And boy, am I excited about that. We got a franchise Shane Douglas promo. We got a promo from The King. We have a promo from Tommy Dreamer. And we have a lot leading into Hardcore Heaven 97. This was a great episode of ECW Hardcore TV. I give it another 4 out of 5 stars. ECW just following on all cylinders here, and they are really, really having amazing shows filled with amazing action, and I'm so excited for Hardcore TV 97. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. I hope everyone checks out SmackDown tonight. It's all the fallout from Hell in a Cell, and I hope everyone checks out AEW tomorrow on Saturday Night TNT. We got Saturday Night Dynamite. It is Kenny Omega defending his... AEW World Heavyweight Champion against the number one contender Jungle Boy. So much going on here. Great wrestling. Hope everyone has a great weekend. 
stay strong, stay positive, stay healthy. One love, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great weekend. Tune in on Monday to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.